Hello and good evening for this Sunday, August 13th, 2023. We have just finished watching episode five of Big Brother 25, uh, the week two HOH comp and nomination episode. Uh, I'm Dave Mater, joined with Jamil Robinson here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting, streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitch. Or you might be listening to us on the audio version. Um, thanks for being with us tonight. It's a late one. Golf seemed to delay um everything jameel it delayed 60 minutes and then then 60 minutes delayed big brother so oh no they had to show the rerun of 60 minutes because they're not showing any new episodes of uh, 60 minutes but we had to make sure we saw that for sure well, i watched 60 minutes i normally don't uh so i guess there i guess there was that uh i learned but to your point it's a rerun so <clears throat> i watched uh this thing with the the buffalo in montana We've got the big preserve, but that's not really why we're here. We're here to talk about Big Brother 25. And, uh, and you know, spoilers ahoy. Of course, if you haven't seen this episode, um, you know, you want to get out of here, but we'll be talking about that about this whole episode and the new HOH and the nominations and everything we got on this episode. So, Jamil, uh, Heisem, which is how you say his name, is our new uh, HOH, uh, out of this episode. Uh, a lot of things happened here with the uh, the scary verse and Jared ended up in, in there and then uh, Jag ends up there. And uh, ultimately we get uh, Felicia. No, sorry. We get, um, what's her name? Riley and, um, and uh, Cameron on Cameron. the block. Yeah. Sorry. I'm trying to remember all these people's names. Um, yeah. And so, and, um, and yeah, Jag's in the nether verse or whatever. He's in the scary verse. For a time. He's on the screen. Yes. Um, and there was a lot going on in this episode, the, the HOH competition, like it was okay. First of all, I, I hope you're relieved that the house guests are okay. Like we didn't know what happened to them at the end of the episode, Jamil last on Thursday. This is what we saw. And, and now Jamil, um, they're back like they're they're okay like they made it back they went to another dimension and back i think that that's pretty admirable and i think that uh when you when they exited the scary verse um the nether region or or whatever for the nether gorgon if you will um they had to jog like they would sometimes walk into the portal but then they would always be jogging out of the portal and sometimes like they you know a couple of people would be ahead of them Right, but then somebody, the, the two people, catch up to them and go through. But they all come out the portal together. So is this like in sliders when you had to go down like a sort of a, a tunnel and you're kind of riding it? I always presumed on your belly, you know. If I don't know, you saw sliders with Jerry O'Connell, and uh, uh, you know, back in the '90s. Anyway, I've gone on a bit of a rant. So how are you tonight? Um, first off, um, I would like to wish you a happy Michael Sarah Day. Today is uh, officially. Um, a city holiday that I, I live in. Um, it is Michael Sarah's um, uh, day, or today you can call it um, Happy Allen Day. He's from Brampton, right? He is from the mean streets of Brampton. There you go. Yes. Um, so they're celebrating, Brampton is celebrating uh, their one of their favorite sons, Michael Sarah. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, as for the scary verse in the HOA competition, um, so I was not very fond of how the last episode ended off. I thought that was kind of corny. Um, I do like the effort in terms of this, um, 
HOH competition, which we'll go into more detail about. Uh, the, the transporting back thing. Ooh, yikes. Um, that could have been done a little bit better, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers when they attempt to up the uh, production and effort costs when it comes to these competitions. Um, yeah, well, I I guess they, they have, they've updated a little bit. They're, they're, they're committing to the theme. You know, um, maybe too much so is that you know, or is it is is it all in the spirit of Big Brother? I, f- I feel like you can uh, you um you never go f- the full way, right? You never go the full way, right? So uh, you need to like, uh, who cares if it's the scary verse? Or the scramble verse. Like, if it was like, we're in the, um, it's, um, uh oh, we're in the scary mode or scary, you know, the dial has gone to scary in terms of what the situation is. It could be neutral, scary, scramble, right? Just like uh, four directions, right? And that would be fine. You don't have to call it a verse or try to like. It's a multiverse theme. They're committed to the theme. If they're going to do a theme, don't you want them to commit to the theme? Um, We'll see how long it lasts. This is week two. Usually about four weeks in, they just get tired of it and just scrap it. Yeah, we'll see. Scary verse coming for you. Okay, uh, they, they even had their backgrounds changed out and their confessionals in the DR. One round down, and the Nether Gorgon has already taken three people. Now there are fewer places to hide. <laughs> the Nether Gorgon. I love the- Bowie Jane saying Nether Gorgon. When I hear Nether, I think of like it's your Nether region. Yeah, of like- course. It's yeah. I think they mean it that way too. <laughs> so the Ass Gorgon. Um, is coming for people. I think we're so. in the ass realm. Yeah, this whole this this whole Gorgon thing, uh, the Nether region. Welcome to the Nether region, the most terrifying domain in the Scaryverse, and home to me, the Nether Gorgon. Nether. When, when you see that clip, when you see that clip, right, and you continue on, you see Hysum kind of duck his head in the shadows and like laugh into Matt, <laughs> like. <laughs> chest right because it's so ridiculous the funny thing is um and this is a little inside baseball matt has very poor hearing so when they do stuff like this he can't necessarily hear all of it he doesn't care he's committed to the part he was he was fully acting i I would look at matt a few times and matt was just like i'm terrified i'm in the scary verse i don't know what's happening matt didn't care i I was i assumed they were giving matt like subtitles on cards or something. So they gave him the script. So he read through the script. Okay. But after, right. like, not not live, like, when they were reading. I think they probably gave him the rules beforehand. Because that's a whole lot of exposition that they they provided in that standing. It would be better condition. if I could read it. Because trying to hear that uh, that nether gorgon, and, like, through that filter was hard. Like, whatever yeah, the hell, that, that voice modulator. Um, it was, okay, this, this whole thing... Having to go around and find, go to certain spots and like, okay, like it's clued, it's clued musical chairs. That's basically it. This is a competition. It wasn't that, it was like, I don't know, it was kind of fun, but at times I thought it was just so corny, but it's, it's so bad. It's good, I guess, you know, it's kind of the, 
the place I kept going back and forth in in my mind on. <laughs> you know what I would have loved if there was one person who just was not invested in this whole gimmick and was like, "Oh no, I've got to find." The, the chain before the nether gorgon finds me and just casually walking to the next location oh no they got me just walk into the portal right? yeah. like i would have laughed okay okay before we even start cory looked terrified Corey, actually the opposite he, Corey, Corey yeah, we, really he bought into it right the option was given to riley either she leaves or she possibly stays in the nether region forever she should have stayed. <laughs> she could have stayed, right? Yeah, like um, because that they wouldn't keep her forever. No, I don't think so. No, maybe. Well, maybe for prolonged stay. For long. Anyways, so uh, breaking down the rules, um, the Nether Gorgon will provide um, a couple of clues informing where he won't attack, and. The uh, the contestants will then have to search this neighborhood set um, for um, spots that are, are available and with the clues there, find where the safe places are. If um, they land on a spot that isn't considered safe, then the Nether Gorgon will attack them and they will be um, kicked out of the Nether Realm. Kicked out? Uh, well... Okay, yes, that was how it worked. And oh, okay, so long story short, it came down to Jared and Hysum. Um, and uh, the two both from different sides of the house, these two alliances, and all, all the DRs were basically like this side wants this side to win, this side wants you know, whoever was aligned with either of those people, uh, the younger people versus the older people, basically. Um, and uh, and 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 so Jared thinks he knows it. He picks the door. He picks the wrong door. He gives Heisen the win. Heisen was just like, I wasn't even ready to guess yet, but okay, um, because you know. And so Jared had a 50-50 chance of getting guessing right, and uh, you know he guessed wrong. So, so he got the rules: is pick the door number four. But what he missed was don't pick the door number four. That ends in four. His house started with four. So, um, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. So it was like he had it backwards. So he, he handed Tyson the win. Uh, and so, uh, and let's just have a moment here to, to celebrate Tyson. Stop. Oh, <laughs> Lord. So Come bad. On, you got to do that. So bad. Um, um, so yeah, he, he's now targeted um, uh, Riley and Cameron, but he was also considering Matt. I think that this all made sense. This all was logical. This all seemed like good gameplay tonight. I thought that this was actually a pretty good episode in some ways. Ooh, I would disagree, especially what happened on the feeds. And the reason the reason for that, and I'll be very quick with this, is um, what we were getting from the feeds is Heisem was very interrogative. Um, when talking to people so he did not suffer any type of fools so he would like sit people down like when nominations came up on on the screen right he literally just stood up and he's like okay i'm gonna start the one-on-ones now Corey, you're first right like he just he's like that sits down and he's like okay Corey, i know you were in um uh a person alliance can you name the other members of the 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 alliance? Those type of questions. 
um, who who's your do you like this person? Oh yeah, I like this person. Are you saying that person's your number one? Uh, like very pointed and direct questions to all these people. People were nervous and shook. Right? right? And I don't believe the television show did a good enough job of how aggressive Heisem was in his interviews. So are you allowed to be aggressive when you're a um... It's just it's just a personality being portrayed and you know there was a reason why people were like scared. <laughs> right. Yeah, because he's he's kind of like direct at the very least, right? To put it nicely. Yes. So um he's a a doctor, right? That's his his, his profession. Yeah. Heisem. Yeah, he's a geriatric physician. He's yeah. doing sort of a I think sure used to being pretty authoritative, sort of direct. Um, uh, you know, with a bedside manner to a degree, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Sally, you didn't take your meds last week. I talked to you before about I this. Told you, Sally. You know, he's he 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 works in Seattle. He's kind of maybe he's on Grey's Anatomy. You know, he's like, um, he's just one of those kinds of doctors. Very dramatic. Uh, there's music behind him when he talks. You know, like uh, Snow kinda, Patrol like, starts playing in the yeah. background. <laughs> right. Um. And, but like, if you're in his alliance right now, you're pretty sitting pretty uh, good, right? You know, he's, oh, he's yeah, taking, of course. He's, he's, he's getting all the blood on his hand. He's taking all the heat of the alliance. He's making these people squirm, and everyone like he's like the best bad cop. Like right. anyone else, just seems like a good. It's like, oh man, he's coming into you hard, like. You're coming across as is great in terms of picking up people. Well, didn't you say on on Thursday, like when we were talking about like who who would be an interesting HOH this week? I think you said Heisem, right? You know, so I did. I didn't you, know he won, but I was hoping you got kind of what you got what you wish for here. Um, yeah, you know, and is has it has it, has, has it met your expectations so far? So even before last week on um, on Thursday. I stated what I want to see from this season and how it's kind of shaping up is I want some back and forth, right? And he's the perfect way. He's the perfect person to have kick, it swing in the other direction. Kick this war off, right? And you know. Yeah, because he's so aggressive that there's going to be some kind of retaliation the following week, right? right? Let's say, I don't know, Corey wins next week or Blue. For more Blue. Yeah. You know, or even um, uh, Matt or Matt. Jag, Matt or Jag, yeah, or yeah. any of those people, right? Like, see what they do next, right? It, go after- it'd be interesting. Does he go after Heisem? Does do they go after uh, Jared? Which we later see uh, this episode. There, there might be reason to. Yeah, what don't you also find it interesting that these two sides are going on, and then you got this whole Jared Sari thing sort of on the side where they're on the they're on two sides, but nobody knows they're they're except for Izzy knows that they're uh, their mother and uh, son. So, despite the what we're learning is lots of hints being dropped, and people are just disregarding or not igno- or not realizing it, not putting two and two together. Yeah, that's well, been kind of told us. Yeah, like people. Well, that's yeah. That was. Has there been any update on that? Do we believe it? There's any. I have not heard anything yet. There's any more. No, the, the cat is not out of the bag officially. No. Nope. Everyone else is focused on what's happening in the house. Which, look, worst thing is that the season becomes a Serene and Jared. Um, oh, this is the secret kind of thing. Right now, the house is interesting enough and dynamic enough. That's not important, right? 
maybe when things die down in a couple weeks, right? And then right. that gets revealed, it propels the the season, you know, for that middle period where it's like, oh my gosh, it's just so stagnant, right? So right. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, I, okay, like um, I you know I thought it was all right. Um, what mm-hmm. else? There, what else was there to sort of touch upon in this in the episode proper? Okay, before I get into what's happening, um, let's see. Um, oh, we we start seeing um, you know, Heisem has conversations with um, uh, what we see first is with um, Matt. Right, and um, what we we haven't really yes. seen, and I kind yeah, of mentioned yeah, that was it the first one. It was a pretty good yeah. conversation, I thought. Like yeah. you know, for, for both, even though you know, I think Heisen is very uh, direct. So at least like you can't, uh, even though you know he's like, yeah, I'm like we're on opposite sides, and I think we're putting you up, and he asks some direct questions about this alliance and whatever else. And I think he, I, I don't think any of this is bad gameplay on on his part. So I thought, and then I thought Matt responded pretty maturely and calmly, and you know, yeah. it was fine. Matt um, and Heisem have a pretty good relationship, as I mentioned in a previous episode, because Heisem also has hearing problem and um, is very close to Matt in that regard and, uh, like, having an understanding of what he's going through. Um, Their conversation was much longer, obviously, was cut for content, but um, uh, it was along those lines where it's, like, very direct questions. Now, in the episode, it was shown first, but it was actually one to... A three, four, a fifth conversation that Heisem had because he talked to uh, Corey, then Cameron, then Jag, then America, then Matt. Uh, what we did see is Matt and we saw Cameron, and then later on we saw other ones. Okay. And so, so how, do you, how did those all play out for you in terms of like how they play on the show in this episode? Well, I would have rather if we got like a supercut of like direct questions and people being uncomfortable being asked it. Uh, that would have been great. Um, it's like obviously the Riley conversation is what we really wanted and needed to see. Yeah. Um, it, okay. So Riley was play- okay. How about her freaking out in this episode? How do you feel about how that played out tonight? I think this is going to be co- that's who the character is. That's who Riley is. Is that she's very emotional, and unfortunately, due to members in her alliance, she's kind of screwed. Right? Based upon like she has this scarlet mark, especially when it comes to Heisman and Izzy. That uh, she was gutting for them. What about her whole moment tonight with Jared, where she was like standing with her in the door, and she was like uh, the, the bathroom, and he, he, you know, she was just like begging him, like I saved you last week, I saved you last week. Uh, you need, you owe me back, you owe me back, and he's like, chill, chill. I haven't made my decision yet. You got, you got to come down. You got to come down. She's a very emotional player. Look, let's 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 be honest with ourselves. Jared should. Um, you know, return the favor to Riley, right? That's the expectation. If they were really working together, right. but they're not. But he's right? well, he's kind of working with her, but he's not not enough to care this much. Not not enough to he's, not he's because if, if he did if he did do this, and Sari told him this, right? He goes, you know, his mom. Mom's like, hey, if you if you would draw this line, then you know you are potentially a nominee now. Okay, hold on, Dave. Jared is not with the family. He is a double agent. I know he's well. He's not really in the professors. 
he's he's like their eighth member. He's the eighth professor. Yes. Okay, I'll accept this. Okay, so it wasn't the matter; it was all navigating the fact that you know how are they gonna not send Riley off? And he was kind of left in a a situation where he's never gonna look good, right? So it was a losing battle. He should, in terms of you know returning the favor, should have done that to Riley. Um, once Riley didn't get in, it went to Jag. I, I felt like he should have had a conversation with Heisem, and Heisem should have said, um, "I told Jared not to to send uh, these three pe- three people because I'm going to possibly be nominating them, and if one of those go up, go, I'm going to put Jared up." Right? That would at least give Jared the excuse of saying, "Hey, I can't be put up two weeks in a row." Okay. Yeah. All right. So. But you're like, so I'm agreeing with you in the sense that it looks bad and he looked like bad in the situation where f- if we're going by appearances, by appearances, you're supposed to be helping Riley, you know, helping that side of the house. And it looked really sketch. But, but is this alliance now, the family, Jared or not, you know, is it going to survive this week or, you know, and, and continue? We could talk about it in spoilers. So you got to wait until uh, we get to the end. Okay, but if let's say you didn't know about the spoilers, Jimmy, and you were just, and you were just hypothetically spitballing here, uh, do you feel like that this, uh, in general, alliances of younger people like this who might get the first shot at them and have to figure out how to recover? Uh, I think I think that the alliance was built poorly in the first place, right? And it seems like they added people without really having an understanding of who was in the Alliance to begin with, which is why the professors are, are doing so much better because of the console. I shouldn't say consolation, but the, the sectioning off of information, Bowie doesn't know everything that's going on. Right. Right. You have Bowie's one of the bye-bye bitches. Does Bowie know everything that's going on, though? I don't get the impression that she does. Red doesn't know everything that's going on. No. Neither just, does Heisem. Just Sari? Yeah. So, so who's who, running who's, the show? Sari and Felicia? Sari, Felicia, Izzy, and Jared. Izzy and right? Jared? Okay. Well, in terms of where the information is coming from, Jared's supplying a lot of information. Right? Who's he supplying it to? Izzy and Suri. Where does Mikol fall into this uh, equation? Um, Mikol is very close with Cameron. Cameron's no, but Cameron's not in the professors. I know, but Cameron is leaking information as well, right? About the other side, about um, the family family style, right? Style. He's but he's leaking that information to every single soul. So is okay. So Cameron's also a nominee here, um, you know. But Riley seems more vulnerable or more targeted, at least by Heisem. And is that we, we imagine that the house would would um, go along with what Heisem wants? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. Yeah. Uh, was there anything about have-nots this week at all? I did not see anything or hear anything about that. 
That seems not to happen. Not that I care that much, but it seems like it seems if like they only... do it every two weeks, it's I, I would say it's fine. Okay. It's a long season. Every two weeks? Why not? Do it or don't do it, I guess. It's, 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 really? You, you would rather it every week? I would rather it never. But if I, I would, never, yeah. But if you're going to do it, just always do it. I think every two weeks, just pick a schedule and stick to the schedule is what I believe. Okay. Well, we got different opinions on on uh, the use have of not. have nots <laughs> in the Big Brother proper. Uh, tell us what you think in the comments. Um, but uh, yeah, like okay. So, is there anything else in this episode that's worth saying? Um, I thought that it was kind of else, kind of kind of a straightforward one. Other than you know, the, all that this whole family style was all panicking. They were all running around, like you said, like cameras leaking, like a sieve. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, okay, so we, we I'm gonna get to the veto. So yeah, I'm just gonna run through all the stuff that happened in the house prior to the nomination ceremony right? All right just so it's just easier i don't have to <coughs> mention it during the uh the spoiler so um the handful when initially when um Heisen won was hoping to push america and Corey as um targets for um uh, Heisen, right to persuade him to go after right which seemed very dumb because Heisen knows who was initially targeting him from family styles, which was Riley. So yeah, trying to shift it to American Corey for what reason made no sense. And why are you even bothering to tar target Heisem so early, Riley? Because you obviously didn't put him up. You couldn't put him up last week. So why even put his why even put his name out there? Why even like do all that? Like it's just well, she pointless. mentioned it, it to her group, but once again, they joined up so quickly, like she didn't know who was in her group. It doesn't even matter right. who's in your group. You don't even need to talk about who you're going to put up before. Well, you, she could have talked to Jag and Blue about it if that's your, your how, core how team. It, who, who gave the information back to Heisem ultimately? Cameron. <laughs> okay, so so she shouldn't have told Cameron is what the, is, is the real she should She shouldn't have said it outside of her core people. Okay. Right? right. Don't send it to the larger group. That's like if... Um, McColl randomly says she's coming after America. It's like, what power do you have come next week, right? Especially if that information is out there, right? Anyone could take that and use it as a reason to get rid of you. I don't even know if you're Riley. You even need to tell Jag at this point. Like, it's not even necessary. Like, uh, yeah, it's. So, it's just, hey, I hope you have nothing else to talk about. So you're gonna probably talk about this at some point just, and get just and go get like. Back. Yeah, just go, hey, next week, I hope we have power so we can start, like, taking out some targets. Yeah, leave Boom. it there. Leave it there, yeah. you know, but you don't have, yeah, because ultimately this getting back to uh, Heisem has put the target on her. She's, you know, and so she was HOH last week. And normally being the first to HOH is, is fine because you can just take out a common target, which she did. But but ultimately, she she felt the need to like solidify her power and her long term alliance with this HOH, which I think is where she played her hand too hard, and this is kind of what's why it's it's yo yoed back at her here. Yeah, uh, kind of what Frenchie did too, like a couple seasons ago, you know. And so I think that that's kind of the lesson here is like don't uh, do more of the McCray style. Let that alliance form. They're going to add you to it because you're already an HOH, and then just be cool. I think be like be not even like at the top of that uh, that alliance. I think it's yep. ultimately the best play if you're okay. playing the first situation. So 
Um, as I mentioned before, Heisen was very direct in terms of his nominations. He wanted to send a clear message. Um, he, he stated that he believes Riley was picking sides early and respects her as a player and wanted to directly confront um, her for targeting him. So this is an interesting concept that uh, came up. Um, and just wondering what your thoughts on it are. Heisen believes that target um, that backdooring is cowardly and not honorable, right? Which is why he immediately put up his targets. Do you agree or disagree with this concept? He thinks backdooring is not honorable. Yes, <laughs> like, and uh, is cowardly. Yeah. Uh... What can you say to that? Uh, <coughs> yes. It is not honorable. Not honorable. Okay. So, um, uh, Taryn, uh, good, uh, the, uh, Taryn Armstrong. The, yeah, Taryn Armstrong, the legendary feed um, correspondent for uh, Rob Cicinino, um had this to say on this concept. And I thought it was a, a, a very astute, uh, statement um, or observation. People in power um, usually try to state a specific type of ga a game style as being honorable or being the right way to play, right? And typically, that also aligns with whatever gameplay style that they're traditionally good at. So they're creating this narrative that I'm playing an honorable game, whether or not it is or isn't. Yeah, you're just saying like this is the way I want you to play because this is the way I'm going to play, and so if I understand if, if you're playing by my rules, then I'm going to do better, which of course you would. So um, yeah, so yeah, but and I think that there's often, especially in week one, there's, there's that desperation to have the HOHs like approval, so you'll say anything. Week two, I think people are a little bit more settled in, don't feel as much of a need to kiss the ass of the HOH, but still do it a bit. You know, and as you go along and along, that, that goes away. But um, I think that, you know, Heisen being such a strong personality and because you have – he's going against these younger guys who are just like, what do I do? What do I do? A lot of them recruits. Um, you know, I think that that's why we're, we're getting this, like, <laughs> scared and frantic uh, effect. Yeah. Um, we got a little bit of blue as a narrator um, in this episode. Um, kind of the first time we saw that. So that was interesting. Blue, yeah. Well, like, and then she's like, that and was America. so scary. Yeah, like, I think Blue's got a personality we haven't seen too much on the show. There's a lot of people who have had, like, almost no diary room sessions. Yeah. Um, you know, Corey was barely in this episode. Um, is there just still too many house guests? At There's only 15. Like, I don't understand why we can't get people. In I don't show. even think there's too many house guests. I think there also isn't that much that is toward, you want to keep pushing the narrative. Right, you want to keep pushing the, the narrative of the week, and sometimes Miss Felicia isn't Felicia isn't necessarily the you know the story or the 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 proper narrator for this aspect of the story. Okay, but like, um, sorry, I lost. You're trying to think of who who's a good example of someone that you haven't really seen that much of. 
Well, I just think, okay, every episode they spend so much time, like, at the beginning of the episode saying, previously on Big Brother, like, these people and these people, like, are lined with these people, and then this thing happened here. And then I'm like, this, and then um, once you the episode starts proper, they basically retell us that all that same information again, like, who's aligned with who, and who's worried about being targeted by who, and da-da-da. And so by the time we get through all of that in episode, there's not enough time for us to really see, like, more interactions with the house guests more diary room sessions people talking about who they're paranoid about or who they're not i feel like we could have a little bit more of that in, in the edit uh, i, I think that's big brother and i think that's big brother in general they're so used to that type of storytelling um um concept that storytelling method that it's it is very grating where it's like previously information that i'm gonna retell you Again, yeah, but this yeah. time from the custom, it's like last week, you know, we were in power, but this week we're not. And even though it, the narrator already talked about it on the previously, I'm just going to mention again from my point of view and how I'm in desperate need of help. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to tell you this again after the commercial break. Yeah. And, and then we're going to explain the rules of the game. And right after that, I'm, I'm going to explain the rules to you again in the diary room. <laughs> Yeah. Like and then they do the game and then I'm like okay but like that takes that takes up so much time. It and does. So do do you just want to watch these episodes for the parlor games like and like who guessed the right puzzle or number of bones and rats and mice and whatever the hell they were doing tonight? You know, it's just like is that or is that just the game? Am I just being cranky? About no, you're they... you're not. I think, but this is a long-standing issue. I honestly think that they should just put a block of text and have someone, you know, mention the rules and not have a stupid, you know, I'm the nether Gorgon and I'm going to tell you the rules. And then this, the, someone from the show is going to tell you the rules again. I right, just do it once, do it put once. a block of text so I could read through it as well. If I'm not sure. Right. So I could just rewind and pause it if necessary. Right? Compared to the even the survivor challenges, Jamil, like I'd rather watch those because these these Big Brother ones are mostly snoozers for me. I wouldn't even, even care if they just told me like we did a competition and um, heist them won. Congrats! Uh, I would hate for that to happen. That being said, I I got really bored of this one pretty quickly. <laughs> It just went. It went a little long because there was so much long. explanation. I couldn't understand what that uh, Nether Google guy was saying. What Gor was his name? <laughs> Nether Gorgon. Gorgon. It's like a, a, a. It's like a Devon Gorgon, but yeah. it's Nether. Nether Gorgon. This is insane. The Nether Gorgon is going to give us clues on where it's safe to hide. Then attack the areas that aren't safe, and you do not want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so rare for for Bowie Jane to have her mouth closed because usually she's always showcasing teeth. Yeah, she's always like, hello, how are you today? I'm 34. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, I, I, I'm liking Bowie Jane, but again, like we got we get a little bit of her explaining these rules of the game and saying Nether Gorgon, which I, I find fun. But uh, <laughs> we we don't we haven't really got to know her yet. I just feel like I wish that there was a little bit more. Uh, maybe you know, this is what live feeds are for. Uh, I miss the After Dark. I, Big Brother After Dark used to be really good for this kind of stuff. Seeing more like uh, just how are people, how are these people living together? You know, yeah. Like, how how are they going about just being in a house for this many days together? Just, I agree. That kind of gets lost sometimes. Yeah. It's not a hotel per se. Um, 
so, um, that's it for the episode itself. Okay. So, uh, we have a bunch of live feeds. So, all right, let's get into our spoilers section. Right. We're going to be talking about what's been happening, what happened after what happened in this episode. So, if you don't want to know, you need to get out of here. But if you do want to know, you need to stay and listen and find out what's happening. And, um, you know, uh, but if you're leaving, um, we'll see you next time. And uh, but we're not even going to plug the shows until the end. That's we're going to save that for you, special people, people who are gonna stay around for the spoilers. Okay, and the spoilers. All right, so um, let's go into it. So um, you have uh, Suri promise Riley to vote for her, right? I vote Steve. Yeah, and told Riley that Cameron told her everything. Um, Now, despite um, Matt telling um, Hysam that he wouldn't use the veto, Matt tells Riley that he will use the veto to save her, and he believes that Corey will go up in her place. Um, Jag Jag returns from Nether Region, um, Nether Realm, um, and... uh, Bowie Jang takes his place. Um, Jay states that the alliance. Jag states who, decide, who decided that. Who decided that Bowie Jang? I think. I think Jag decided, and I think she volunteered. Okay. Right. Um, now, Jag also states that the alliance is over. Family style. It's over. Yeah. Um, Blue and Jag believe that Riley might might not be savable. Um. And the two shake on a final two deal. Jag and who? And blue. Jag and blue? Okay. Well, they yeah. were already in crowd control together, right? Yes. Um, Jag feels that Jared is sus because he uh, warned Jared that Riley is at risk and that it was seemingly like um, neither um, the nether region provided protection. Um, okay. So we go into the veto picks. So um, by default, Heisem, um Riley and Cameron are being picked right. for the veto. Mm-hmm. Man, Riley has the luck of the Irish on her side. Matt American Blue get picked as the other people. Matt, America and, and Blue. Blue. Wow, yes. all, all from that. Okay, all right. <laughs> all except Heisem. Um, Jag wants to start a new alliance with Jared, Sari, Felician, Blue. Okay. Okay. At this point, uh, which was Saturday, everyone knows that Cameron spilled about uh, family style. Um, Heisem's plan overall is Riley's his main target. Now, plan B isn't really finalized. Now, if Cameron comes down, Corey would go up. Now, if Riley goes down, Matt will be put as the replacement. Okay. Okay. Red and Cameron have a final two deal. Okay, and at this point, um, talking to Heisem and talking what's going on, Suri is very disappointed that Cameron isn't being considered more as being the focal target. Right? Um, she plans on trying to get Izzy and Riley to make amends because there was a lot of tension that we've seen in previous episodes between the two, and hoping that that will kind of smooth things out with the house with Riley and more of the attention going to be focused on Cameron. Right? Um, now feeds were down for a long time, right? How long from Saturday at 1 p.m. 
to almost midday and Sunday. So 19 hours. This is Big Brother Canada type of down. The veto itself? Is that why they did it? Uh, we don't know. But they did come back from veto. And the winner was? Heisem. He he won again. Beat all of them anyway. He still beat them. He beat all of them. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, oh my gosh! He's, he's put, uh, such, that, he put such a target on his back. Yeah, now. Such a target. Huge, <laughs> huge. Like he went. Yeah, yeah went to the, his own veto. Okay. And I can just imagine Sarie's like, damn it, no. Yeah. Well, he's a lightning rod, but event you can only take him out once, right? So. Yeah. This um, is if Matt won, Sarie would have been so happy. Because uh, Matt would have taken down Riley. Riley and Matt um, wouldn't be eligible. Jag yeah. wouldn't be eligible. So she would either have to put up Corey or Blue. And most likely she'll put up Corey. Um, Heisen would put up Corey. And it'd be Corey and Cameron. And Cameron would uh, definitely go home. Uh, right. And so that would be a pretty good result. I would agree with that. Um, yeah, but of- now with Heisen winning, he's not going to change his noms. No, he won't change his noms, and and so who would be the the likely uh, vote out here? Well, that's the thing, though, because Jared feels kind of obliged to um, to save Riley, even though he didn't commit to it. But Sari has, and if Sari has, most likely that Jared will, right? And right. if Sari and Jared are going to do it, then most likely Felicia and Izzy will. So that's four people already, plus Matt. That's five, right? Right. Right? Plus Jag and thing. That's six, seven, right? Isn't that um, if, what, 13 people are voting this week? 12, 12 vote this week. I thought it was 14 last. Oh, nope, you're right. Luke went out. So, yes, 12. If it's 12 and seven people potentially, this is just some quick math, could be voting to keep Riley, then... You know, Riley could be safe. Riley's my draft thing- pick, but do you feel like even if Riley does survive this week, she's going to win the game? Uh, I wouldn't not say so. Look, I don't think Riley has really shown her stuff because she got the HOH kind of by like, I don't think she wanted, she won a challenge that people would respect. Right? No one's going to say Riley's a comp beast or can win competitions, right? I don't think it's well enough. That that competition is well enough respected, especially first week. If she wins another um, competition, then people go, Riley can win competitions, right? right? People believe that Jared can win competitions because he's been second so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? right. But second is not first. Second is not first. You are correct, right? So, but... Has she she put trust in the wrong people? So strategically, she can't. She's not. You know, she doesn't really have stuff in her favor. So, um, I don't think she's shown her stuff. Cameron, on the other hand, has shown that he will, on the drop of a hat, will absolutely sell out whomever just to to keep going. Yeah. Well, Cameron. Okay. So you say Cameron and Red have a final two? Yeah. Okay, well, not that that's that surprising, but um, they're, they're on opposite sides technically, right? Technically, uh, but if if that other side is implo- imploding, why not lock up some of the people that are going to be debris? 
Right. Because these, yeah, because the professors won't last either. Because, you know, I don't think so either. Especially if they save Riley. Because if you heist them, how can you trust some of these people that you were very clear about what you wanted as HOH and you're on the same side and they save your target? Yeah. Well, the thing is, this isn't Survivor, right? Like, people like to keep their alliances secret for as long as possible in Big Brother or like under the radar. Um, so it's what well, is pretty evident who's with who, right? That's the problem. Yeah. So these, these alliances can't last. They're gonna have to be blown up. The bigger alliances. Yeah. Which the smaller ones, like yeah, Jag and Blue, whatever. That's crowd control. You know, could still be a thing. Um, you know, bye bye bitches could still technically be a thing, right? Right. Because, like, couldn't Bye Bye Bitches just easily transition to include Jag and Blue? Because, Uh, or Jag, Blue, and Riley? Because Riley, regardless of what her initial alliance, loves Suri and Miss Felicia. Jag's gonna be a Bye Bye Bitch? I'm, I'm just saying, like, if they make like another super alliance, but it includes those individuals instead of Red and Hysum. Yeah, maybe. Like, we, um, I guess there's a lot of different combinations that could happen here. Yes. Now. So, like, a lot of different alliances, like some combination of the professors and family style, will now be happening on all fronts. Yes. At the end, at the end of the day, it's like, do I believe there's going to be a, a steamroll? So far this season? No. Which, a million times I'm happy then. I'm a million times happy. Right. No steamrolls. No steamrolls. Yeah. Well, but Okay, so let's say next week, Sari wins. Then what? Honestly? Shouldn't she get out Heisem? Eventually? But, like, now? Like, if she were to be HOH next week, she should get out Heisem that week? Because, okay, the reason why I think about it this way is if you know that you got, like, someone like Riley, if you save them in your corner, right, and because you have Riley, you also have Jag and Blue. Right. It's absolutely definitely worth to get rid of Hysum. Because if anything, if anyone finds out that Jared is your son, of all the people in the household, who's probably going to take it the worst for the subterfuge? Probably Heisen. <laughs> right? Yeah, probably him or yeah, Corey maybe. And Corey would probably be okay because his brother was on Survivor. Right. D- wait, hold. We we did not mention this last week on on um uh during the eviction live eviction. Okay. Did you catch Corey's dig to his brother? Not exactly. No. He when he did his vote, he and he um he voted for um for Kristen Kirsten. Mm-hmm. As he was leaving, he said, "Hey Zach, longer than you." When he was leaving, <laughs> because he lasted, you. yeah, he lasted longer than a week in Survivor. Barely, he almost got. <laughs> but only still, because, uh, only because my fellow draft pick um, Riley saved him. And then, yes. you know, but what that was in return uh, back with the other person she saved, Jared. So, <laughs> still, still, he made it. 
He made it. He, the, he is the greater Wurtenberger in terms of reality TV <laughs> results. So uh, I'll uh, know it. Let it be known. Uh, anything else from the live feeds and the updates? As of right now, no. But uh, stay tuned to Wednesday. We'll probably have a whole ton more and solidify what's going to be happening during the eviction ceremony. So there's nothing else about like who's who we should hate and who we should love in the house? Are you hoping for that? I think... I think the television. Let's just be happy that there's at least um, ambiguity in the house in terms of who we should like and dislike. Who are the villains? Who are the heroes? Aren't they all villains and heroes? Like, Sri technically is a a hero and a villain. So is Jared. Yeah, well, on Heroes versus Villains Survivor, she was a hero, but she could have been a villain. Yeah. Uh, I thought that Parvati should have been a hero, and I thought that Zuri should have been a villain, but that's just me. Um, it was the other way around in that season. I think marketing made the decision of it to be vice versa. Right. It's, it, it feels like a marketing decision. Look back, guys, on the Survivor Heroes versus Villains. It was like back in 2007 or something like that. So long ago. It's, all, it's a while back. Anyway, so that's our coverage tonight of Big Brother uh, 25, Episode 5 from the Week 2 HOH. Um, thanks for being with us and listening to us talk about the spoiler section as well. Uh, you should also check out our other content here on the channel. We also cover things like uh, Survivor and uh, Big Brother Canada. And uh, we also, we do some uh, Marvel, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe entries, whether they be on Disney Plus or movies. Uh, Secret Invasion, most recently, we talked about that. And we uh, you should check it out, because who's, who's to say? Maybe we loved it, maybe we hated it. Who's to know? Uh, we are part of a, of a greater federation of podcasts, called mm. the Federation of Podcasts, uh, which features many channels, just like Super Mater Brothers Podcasting. Like our Live Long and Podcast channel, where we uh, talk about Star Trek all the time. Uh, we have many divisions. Uh, one, you know, one such division talks about uh, Star Trek episodes. Like we have our our Enterprise um, rewatch, Star Trek Enterprise. We've been going back and watching. We we looked at a lot of the old shows, like the original series, the movies. Uh, we're trying to finish up Deep Space Nine one day. Um, and then uh, we, we also have uh, we just finished up Star Trek Strange New Worlds season two. And um, I think, and then Lower Decks is coming in a few weeks. We'll be or later this month. Uh, the newest season of Lower Decks will be coming out. So look out for that over on our Live Long and Podcast channel. Plus, uh, check this Wednesday. We're doing a Villains um, Summit uh, on Star Trek. We're going to be, okay, like, in, in this um, Villains Summit, Jamil. Okay, like, David, <laughs> he insisted that he's like the, the, the canister that fell onto Worf in the episode Ethics and broke his spine. It counts as what? It counts as the mo- one of the greatest <laughs> villains of all time. I'm like, oh my god! Oh my god! Like, the aluminum carbon rod also in the running somehow. Yeah, yeah. There's just like some sil- there's some silliness going on. So if you want to hear that stuff, check out Live Long and Podcast in the near future Wednesday. Uh, Trivial Debates is a channel where our movies, TV, sports, and more. There's like a there's a, uh, a host, three contestants, uh, and and uh, everyone argues until there's a winner. Uh, check out it. that channel. Uh, lots of great episodes and, and fights. Eamon on Track, uh, a music podcast by my son Eamon, where he talks about music albums with guests. Uh, I was on there this morning, along with Jeff Mater, talking about The Last Waltz, 
um, from uh, 1978, the soundtrack to the film of the same name from Marty Scorsese. And, uh, you know, also timely with Robbie Robertson having passed on August 9th, the lead guitarist and songwriter from the band. And uh, we had the Hellbound podcast uh, with... Um, Michael Chan, Alex Blackburn. It usually comes out Wednesdays. They're right on hiatus at the moment, but they, they talk about horror and all kinds of great stuff. Horror. The horror. X-rated the animated uh X-Men the animated review show, but that great cartoon from the 90s with Davin Skillhorn and Audrey Mayette talking about um the old episodes and soon to be the new episodes on X-Men 97 coming on Disney Plus. Plus, they have interviews with creators, producers, uh, and voice cast. Uh, check that one out. And Andre does his own separate interviews along in called the Graphic Histories Podcast, um, interviewing people with different facets of entertainment, uh, comic books, television, movies, and whatever. Uh, Hold Up, a movie podcast by um, Davin and... Uh, the world mind, Chris the Murphy. World mind. I'm sorry, it's late. Uh, I know. This, this damn golf delayed the episode. Um, hold up a movie <laughs> podcast. Uh, they're going to be talking about time travel episodes, not in this week, but next week with Jeff Mader, uh, including Sphere. So, they're also scheduling uh, next season's uh, episodes. Did you uh, did you get a chance to pick? Have some picks dropped? I did not. Um, I I th- I think I'm one day gonna go back for an episode. I, I'm not sure when exactly. I, I picked I, the music episode. I'm supposed to be doing like the alien episode or the space Ooh. episode, and I picked we picked some movie like from Sean Connery did back in the old days. Like I don't know so, what like uh, not Outlander. What was it? Um, maybe I think it was that. Maybe it was an Outlander. I think that's the one we yeah. were gonna do. So uh, anyway, it's lots of great content. Um, Jamila, anything else to say before we sign off? Uh, you, no, you look like you're it. on your own on Wednesday. I'm at the Villains Summit, so. which is fine. Um, you know, we'll you and Foster, we'll, yeah, Foster. We'll, we'll um, we'll do our best to to um, hold hold the fort down until you come back. I don't know if I should you tell know? Foster or not that I'm not going to be there because then he'll why? Panic. Because you know, you know, there's so no need I, to panic. Everything will be fine. I know it'll be fine, but anyway, um, you know. Just a final thought I'll, uh, I can end things with. Um, as I mentioned before, today is Michael Sarah Day, which is always an important day that I always think back to, especially back in 2010 um, of August 13th. And um, that day, many individuals had three choices that weekend. And that weekend, they had a choice of either uh, Eat, Pray, Love, The Expendables, and Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And unfortunately, a, a large majority of people took uh, the the choice, the wrong choice, which was not Scott Pilgrim versus the world. So um, anyone here uh, who knows someone who didn't go and see Scott Pilgrim versus the world and instead watched one of the other two movies, Eat, Pray, Love or The Expendables, you have my permission to just give them a little shot on the arm um, and then look at them and shake your head in disappointment. Um to showcase the disappointment that I share for those individuals who did not go and support Edgar Wright, Scott Pilgrim versus the world on August 13th, 2010. That's it. I'm with you, Jamil. I didn't see the movie till much later, actually. I saw it like three years later, but it was good. I, I but I didn't see it that weekend. Sorry. So mm. anyway, I'm one of those individuals perhaps, but you know, we, there has to you be didn't go and see the expendables that, that weekend. I definitely, didn't, I didn't go to see the expendables. I didn't go see. And you movie. didn't go see E pray love either. Definitely not. So, so we're good. 
All right. Well, on that note, uh, we'll say good evening. Thanks for being with us again. And uh, we'll see you. Where, where will we see you? Um... On Wednesday. I will see them on Wednesday. You'll see them on Thursday. No, Jamil. You'll, you'll see us on the flip <gasps> Stop. side. Stop. See you on the flip side. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Welcome to the Nether Region, the most terrifying domain in the Scaryverse, and home to me, the Nether it is within my terrifying playground where one of you will become head of household. From outside the Big Brother house, I'm Julie Chen Moonves. Love one another. Good night. <laughs>